separating the past and future brings us to the present. Each day, without exception, we make little decisions that shape our present and affect our future in one way or another. However, some particularly important decisions are especially relevant and change everything. That is why we find it very hard to make them. Leaving a job that's draining us, starting or breaking up from a romantic involvement with someone, changing our profession, or city, or even the country, becoming parents, giving up lifelong habits, each one of these decisions will affect every aspect of our life. It is normal to feel dizzy when making crucial decisions, like anyone else venturing into the unknown. But if you stay where you are, you will sink without having taken a single step. I would like to introduce you all to Dr. Shruti, who has made the crucial decisions in her life and come out to be successful. Dr. Shruti Kishan is a dentist and has switched gears and taken up aesthetics as her passion project. She has been running NSFA Academy for Aesthetics and has received numerous awards like IGA Global Awards for the Best Cosmetology Institution in India, NARF Awards 2021, Fame Icon Awards 2021 for Best Facial Institution, Education Excellence India Awards 2021. She is currently pursuing PhD in Cosmetic Science and pursuing Masters in Nutrigenomics. I'm very happy to welcome her on board onto the enigmatic upcoming dentist. Lovely to have my close associate in dentistry, Dr. Shruti, who I have been fortunate to have known for more than a decade now. We started out as lost girls in the field of dentistry and we have created a niche for ourselves. Growth is synonymous with Dr. Shruti and I have been a true admirer of her work and the level to which she has established herself today. Really happy to be having you, my dear Shruti, for my podcast today on enigmatic upcoming dentists. Thank you so much, Dr. Sahana. Looking forward to have a great conversation with you. How was your journey in dentistry? What led you to the path of dentistry? Did you always wanted to become a dentist? Uh, to be frank, I was not always inclined towards dentistry, but I had ended up uh, doing dentistry and I don't regret it. Hmm. How difficult was it for you to ace through the five difficult study years in dentistry? Yeah. So as I've told you, I was always not inclined towards dentistry, but as I started, uh, the initial phase, the first year was of course very uh, challenging, Mm -hmm. but down the lane, I did have a lot of favorite subjects like uh, farm, I had general medicine, then I had general surgery. These were the predominant subjects where I had a lot of fascination towards. And I started picking up my interest in dentistry and I wouldn't say it was a very easy journey. It was very, very hard, especially for somebody who was not very inclined towards the field. How was your approach to dentistry? Did it worry you at the fag end during the internship period as to how you will establish yourself after you come out of the college? Yeah, I did have my own doubts about establishing my practice after dentistry, but I did have a very clear thought 
about entering into aesthetics well before my internship. So uh, the first initial step when I entered into dentistry, I always did my research. So when I entered into my BDS first year, I knew there was a lateral opening for facial aesthetics, which was a blooming subject and it was something which was underrated or something which was less explored. And eventually over the years when I entered into my third and final year, there was a lot of global conferences where I had presented papers about the same subject. I still and remember that conference yeah. where you, uh, <laughs> about the body yeah, and yeah. toxin. Yes. Yeah. So that's that, your favorite subjects, no? Yes, it was my great fascinated subject mm-hmm. and everybody in, in the crowd was more interested mm-hmm. because it was a very new topic. And yes, I knew there was a different path for me after dentistry. So I was very sure about what to take after dentistry. But just like anyone, I was uh, in a juggle mind, I would say, whether to enter completely into dentistry or to streamline myself into aesthetics. So many people don't understand the fact that aesthetics is a separate line. And uh, uh, if you have the real passion and fascination towards it, you really jump in and drive through the huge subject that it is. Yeah. So aesthetics is actually an entity on its own Mm. and it's an ocean of subjects and it is a multidisciplinary subject. So you just don't have one single subject for aesthetics. You do have a multi-speciality that Mm. goes into aesthetics. So just like dentistry, you have separately eight subjects which is interrelated for your aesthetics practice. So Mm. that is how I started exploring things. So how did you land up doing what you're doing right now, like today? And uh, what did you study post BDS? So after BDS, uh, we had these neat examinations which hmm. came up immediately. We were, I guess we were the we first, first batch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So we were all very uh, inclined towards doing it and we were actually struggling to enter into NEAT. I did crack my NEAT with a very good uh, ranking, decent ranking, but I did not enter into any colleges for MDS because I was not inclined. So I had this choice, very tough choice to make whether it was MDS maxillofacial surgery. Hmm. I entered into all these trials where I was given maxillofacial surgery mm-hmm. as my elective mm-hmm. but I did not choose the option mm-hmm. I went against my entire family which was mm-hmm. a high disappointment at that time <laughs> because there's always a thing it that you have to do MDS yeah. after BDS mm-hmm. so people think you just have to eventually do it and my parents were also very apprehensive thinking I was making wrong decisions at that time so it took me a long time to uh, make them understand what it was and very uh, trickily I chose colleges in the north thinking mm-hmm. my father would never send me to north <laughs> and so yeah I ended up without uh, entering into any MDS colleges at that time after which I did my fellowship course in medical cosmetology but to be frank uh, there is something which I believe you cannot study a subject in 10 days mm. so all the courses which was available in India were pertaining to a very short period of time which mm. is only 10 days or 15 days mm. so I did this course uh, in a good reputed so there is this thing that you should always have a thorough knowledge about what course you're going to do and where you're going to invest your money into so that you get the proper degree out of it. Exactly. So you should do your own research. You just should not go behind the glamour or the advertisements mm. of various institutions or academies that you choose. 
so um, at that point of time when i initially graduated somewhere around 2017 i entered into my fellowship i did my first mm-hmm. fellowship in medical cosmetology mm-hmm. and uh, because to please my parents i also did a fellowship in aesthetic dentistry and uh, after which i realized i was very sure that this particular knowledge that i gained out of 10 days is not something which i can say is sufficient to go and completely establish my practice into aesthetics so i started exploring more options but unfortunately there was a huge gap of education for aesthetics in india so i had to make a tough choice of it is really surprising yeah. that an institution is uh, talking in terms that like a 10 day course is never enough yes but many people outside think that uh, dentistry and aesthetics go hand in hand and no. they can just do it in like 10 it's days it's a big misconception dentistry and aesthetics are not hand in hand your aesthetics especially when it comes to your facial aesthetic cosmetology it is not part of your dental syllabus mm. so you are just getting an entry into it that is you're getting an eligibility criteria to pass mm. through these particular sectors only because you're a healthcare professional mm. and you do have a basic knowledge in science and dentists do have Let's an additional point very hand. clear so that yeah. people like really do understand and appreciate whatever work you're doing yeah and uh, the idea why dentists have a little upper hand in this is that we do have a very strong mm. knowledge on the anatomy mm. when it comes to your head and neck anatomy is where we have these basic uh inject in- injections of all your cosmetic that's running around so uh, henceforth we are much better at a position to inject and so these things are what has evolved and given us lateral entry and it is not just india if you look at the global standard of aesthetics it says a dentist is eligible and they do give you entry levels if there were, if there was no absolutely no entry levels obviously we wouldn't study into that particular sector of science mm-hmm. sorry and uh, when it came to this particular sector uh, i saw there was a huge gap in india and we did not have very good or uh, very great courses where they had multidisciplinary approach so i had to choose a broad courses again tough decision to convince my family because they were not sure whether this particular revision of science was even um, rewarding or whether mm. that would be my future they were always uh, very doubtful about it so, so i feel the mindset of uh, people or parents especially and dentists is that after bds you sure have to be an mds graduate or else you will be losing out on so on so much uh, money or any returns that dentistry can give you but that is not the case yeah doing a bachelor's degree is more than enough for you to practice good dentistry of course Yes, because in your da- bachelor's degree, you're almost touching every subject that you want in dentistry, and eventually you're choosing one elective subject to master yourself. So that is left up to a student's choice. Mm. And uh, my parents, as just like anybody else, they would consult a lot of people. They mm. would ask advice from their friends who have dentists as daughters. Mm. Obviously, they've all done MDS. and so i was also you know in that notion i had to give in my neat examination for the second time yeah. but at this at this time i did not go choose any rajasthan college on purpose i made it very clear i'm just giving an attempt i did clear my exam again i did my inkeeping kiponki to fail the exam but again i cracked the exam but still i didn't go for it i was very stubborn at this point yeah. so i wanted to study abroad and uh, a lot parallelly my friends were all ending up you know uh, getting enrollments into various colleges for mds and you did something very parallel and you being a topper in the college so i it was a little easy to at least convince my parents say mds is not the not thing the so you can choose choice. different options yeah. so since i didn't have anybody to show up that aesthetics is being done by my seniors or someone mm-hmm. so not many people from our college also had ended up doing it 
so i chose courses outside india i did courses in malaysia london i did long courses i didn't do short term courses again so i did one year two year courses after which so i did all my uh, i did my pg diploma in aesthetics aesthetic medicine i did my fellowship in facial aesthetics mm. i did fellowship in medical micropigmentation i did msc in uh, clinical mm. cosmeceutical formulation science mm. and currently i'm doing my phd in cosmeceutical formulation yes. science great and still i'm studying more in aesthetics so great it's a notion of subject it has so many branches and you can yeah. like establish yourself well exactly. in that too. and one very new branch which i'm fascinated about is nutrigenomics and i'm still mm. studying that mm-hmm. how did you establish nsfa your brain child so nsfa has been a long journey and uh, we established in 2019 and it's not just my brain child i do have my team of doctors who work and toil for this so we basically curated nsfa to have a multi speciality education line in aesthetics and today we do have uh, many international university collaborations we do have ugc recognition for our courses and we do have indian university types also but as nsfa as a brand uh, we are growing into this particular sector very slowly and steadily we do have a lot of awards and accreditations that has come up in the last 2 years and i'm very thankful and i feel great gratitude for that so coming to the establishment of nsfa uh, yes it is our brain child dream child so we started nsfa back in 2019 when i was 24 and i did have a lot of criticism on that point that i was quite young back then i was not uh, knowing what i was doing but i had my clear vision i was very sure about what i wanted so i went out i explored i made my own research i searched for various accreditations affiliations various collaborations i would go reach out to so many universities i remember mailing around 120 to 200 universities separately i used to talk to so many people and uh, people would never trust you when you're too young and they would feel why should we even collaborate with you you're a startup mm-hmm. so that's how they treated us but i did have my very clear vision i gave a very clear projection to the people as to what we are expecting so my idea was to start a multi speciality aesthetic uh, course and slowly step by step uh, we had a lot of universities who came into the picture and we had international affiliations and collaborations and i created a very good profile of doctors so we uh, brought in a lot of doctors who are very knowledgeable in this particular sector we had a lot of plastic surgeons dermatologists maxillofacial surgeons dmds uh, general surgeons so all these people were our own staff uh, who were trainers so our mentor levels were very good so we never compromised on that quality so till today we do have so many staffs on board and uh, so many mentors who are very knowledgeable in this particular sector so that is how nsfa has groomed and evolved into what it is today and i'm feeling great immense gratitude for people who have trusted into nsfa so the first very important gratitude is for the very first batch who enrolled in 2019 because as a startup as a very fresh uh, academy people would never trust you i did have our own juniors who had enrolled into the course mm-hmm. back then only because of the trust factor that i'm their senior mm-hmm. 
and slowly we had a lot of enrollments uh, it was word of mouth it was organic marketing till today we do not have any ad promotions in google we don't do this paid ad promotion to bring our name up so we dev- we've never done seo we've done nothing and it is purely word of mouth that we spread and we make a noise in this particular industry and only our alumni's have referred people so that is how nsfa has grown into what it is today today we have at least 1000 plus graduates in the last 3 years and even in covid we did see a very good bloom to to the contracting uh, contradicting scenario and uh, we feel people trust us because we give them a very clear projection of what is going to happen and we do give a support after the course mm-hmm. so we are not just going to cut off our contact after the course we do give a lifelong support for our uh, students they can walk in any time they can study again and again so if they want to revise on their hands on they come back any time to the academy mm-hmm. so that is always there with our academy that's how nsfa has evolved and uh, we are seeing at great uh, future and we do have a lot of future projections we want to have our own established college in this particular sector that is something which i dream about and hopefully it does work so i'm sure through the years there would have been many people criticizing you for what you're doing now how do you manage all the negative comments and what keeps you just going on and on yeah so uh, coming to the point of criticism uh, there was always this preconceived notion that aesthetics is not the cup of tea for you number 1 and number 2 people would think why are you doing something which a beautician does mm-hmm. so a lot of people would misconce- uh, have misconceptions thinking i'm a beautician or they would underestimate aesthetics thinking it is not what a doctor does whereas it is not the same abroad you do have a lot of opportunities and india has still not explored that particular segment i would feel and overseas there is a lot of respect for this field and now indians we do have a lot of understanding into the field Because and we have started exploring it of yeah so that is how it has started evolving but criticism yes it was not just there from the beginning it is always there even now we do get negative comments criticism and there's a lot of politics in this ego clashes then yeah. we do have people putting us down purposefully putting us down backstabbing so it's all very common not just in this field it's very common especially for a women to do it it is this another different ball game yeah. so to venture into this field i would frankly say i had competition uh I, i wouldn't say competition uh, to be frank i was trying to compete at least in par with somebody mm. who was already in excellence from 15 yeah. to 20 years yeah. so today we have created a name which is almost, almost in par equal, with these people and there were yeah. no women players in this particular yeah. field mm. so i feel that you're doing a really deep work like day in and day out how do you usually go about planning your day how do you prioritize things i don't feel the younger generation today like dreaming big or going for it there's no like fire in the belly kind of thing to achieve things so how do you like maximize your productivity yeah uh, so coming to maximizing the productivity i always plan my day the first thing i do in the morning is i wake up i do have my book where i write in my diary i write all things that i have to do i do plan my day well ahead but to manage time it is a different ball game it is quite difficult because mm-hmm. i keep juggling with, between my academy with between my family clinic and yes the family time is also very important but there is nothing that you cannot do and mm-hmm. i'm not just into aesthetics i'm somebody who is a who has been a professional singer yeah. so yeah i'm into professional singing i do have another company where we create products we have cre- created skincare line for mm-hmm. babies and uh, adults 
so we there is a lot of multitasking involved and i don't think uh, women are not capable of doing multitasking mm-hmm. it's already there in our genes yeah so i'm sure it would have costed a lot for you to establish yourself do you think without the help of family especially in dentistry can you come out as a fresh graduate and establish yourself yes it did cost a lot uh, emotionally and financially mm-hmm. but uh, my family though they had apprehensive thoughts or they had a little hesitation they did not restrict or stop me mm-hmm. i wouldn't say they were very stubborn or restricted or or upfront they were a little apprehensive but they did end up helping me a lot and my mom would travel with me everywhere abroad she would come any classes till today even after marriage she keeps traveling with me mm-hmm. and after marriage things have changed and evolved so much and i would say my husband is a great pillar of support that is very 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 crucial and important without him i would never be able to see possible future in this particular mm-hmm. field and my dad has always been there yeah. behind behind the scene and he's also in in, in helping it out and uh, my in-laws my entire family is very open uh, to uh, to uh, to me exposing into this field and they are also very um, happy about it mm-hmm. and they see a great future in it coming to the burning topic can dentists practice aesthetics why is there so much heat surrounding this topic yeah so this is the most compelling question yes dentists can practice aesthetics but you have to consider aesthetics as a multi speciality number 1 number 2 aesthetics has a ocean of opportunities so it is not just cosmetology not just trichology you have so many entities of subjects like you have nearly 8 to 10 subjects which is all interrelated and complex so you have to study every subject and you need to impart your time and knowledge into it study from approved in universities or institutions or academies choose the right course for it and look for various establishments so make your own research and see what are the limitations that as a dentist you do have in this particular field i'm not saying you can go and enter into dermatology because mm-hmm. there's a very thin line of difference between your dermatology cosmetology and what you do in aesthetics because there is clinical establishment there is non clinical establishment into it so it's a multi sector so you need to choose the right foundation course for it and upgradation courses understand the complexity of stub subject and if you're going to choose aesthetics and you're going to leave behind dentistry then your investment of time and knowledge should be very much high in this particular position don't think your 10 days course is going to help you you need to invest you a lot of time like put your legs on two different boards and just yeah that. so if you want to be successful in aesthetics you can have a very well great uh, platform in aesthetics alone but you need to invest your time i took mm-hmm. nearly 3 years of my education time to impart knowledge into it mm-hmm. and i'm still studying so it's a notion of subject so you need to treat it that way and be very uh, confident about what you do mm-hmm. and be very knowledgeable don't have a half baked knowledge in the particular subject that you want to take up because obviously when you do a cavity cutting or when you do any treatment in dentistry you're mm-hmm. very confident from the base root of your topic mm-hmm. so that is how you must consider your aesthetics so look at all the medical legal aspects and have a clear distinction between what you can do and what you cannot mm-hmm. do so i would always enforce our uh, students to first understand what we cannot do mm-hmm. so that is the main thing that should stick to your head and you should also understand various registrations that go into it and various people that you should have on board like when you have your own dental clinic don't you get a lot of consultants on board similarly when you want to establish an aesthetic clinic it is a multi speciality again you need to get the right people on board you simply cannot sit and do 
plastic surgery you cannot do all these invasive procedures or you cannot do a dermatologist work of course so you need to have the right people and team on board and that is when you can have a clinical establishment into aesthetics correct amount of restrictions and good work will take you places of course so i feel that you multitask a lot and there are too many things on your platter how do you manage your family what will be your advice especially to the female dentists yeah so i'm not actually in a position to advise because <laughs> i'm also uh, yeah, newly married so yeah. <laughs> i'm just exploring but i'm trying my best and uh, yes there's a long way to go it is hard initially to balance between your work and family that too when you're newly married it is different you need to give your time for your family as well but your family is always first your mm-hmm. family is the most important compelling factor in your life then comes your work or your profile but i do i'm fortunate enough to have a great family who support me both my parental side and my in-laws mm-hmm. so i do have a great uh, support system when it comes to my family and my husband kudos to him i don't know how he bears with me all this time because i keep juggling always on yeah. my phone i keep answering calls messages always multitasking so he does put up with me a lot so always get a supportive husband that's one advice yeah. and as a female dentist there was this one notion when we entered into dentistry obviously many one many of us would have uh, heard this people would choose uh, dentistry for females thinking dentistry is where you have a limited time of work and your mbbs or your general surgeons general physicians they're just not not doing the right amount of work is what i'm yeah. saying so they think they are always around the corner working and dentist if you if you do dentistry okay you can go 2 hours in the evening to the clinic that is more mm. than enough that is how people think but your 2 hours of your time is not enough Never for your enough. clinic if you're looking at a very successful uh, plan in future and to establish a very successful uh, clinic or whatsoever that you choose after dentistry you need to have the passion and dedication mm-hmm. so there should be that compelling passion from within which, which does not let you sleep so that mm-hmm. means your goal should always be higher only and i'm not giving a piece of advice here i'm just telling things out of what has happened uh, so far and what we could possibly change so there is no limitations i would say when it comes to female dentist and we can do a lot of multitasking we can explore more so when you're when you have a clinic probably in the evening and maybe if you don't have a lot of commitments in the morning you can end up studying so many things hmm. you can invest that your time in studying thing yes the studying aspect is not found anywhere today yeah so i'm not i'm, I'm not critical <laughs> but i don't understand how we don't end up upgrading ourselves so there is one gap which i see again when it comes mm. to dentistry also uh, one example is our gummy smile i can give a simple example mm. so when we say gummy smile we always end up doing the regular treatments which is there in our textbook mm. but we don't go out of the box and explore what is the new upgradations in that particular treatment always like. keep learning through yeah so life. when we keep having we have that continuity in learning and exploring more and more when you have that want to learn more that is when your life will upscale and your overall education and your overall definitely you, you, your universe will pay you back so you have to put in your effort time and knowledge that is very important so definitely female dentists they do have a lot more scope in fact and if they start exploring and being very knowledgeable they can do it you are coming to that scope of dentistry that has improved over the f- past like a decade only when we started uh, pursuing yeah. dentistry there was no robotics exactly there was nothing so now there are so many newer procedures there are so many navigation surgeries that's happening and there is so the much of new rejuvenation paper ah, yeah so we had presented something back then yeah 
these were all new topics which we we used to search back mm-hmm. then to create a paper and present and to impress our staff yeah. but i don't see that fire after we graduate yeah. Yeah. so that's just the fire that should be there yeah come to college do your work leave it, it should always be something you learn new you explore new things yeah and when you're thinking about establishing your own practice please do a case study hmm. because when you do a case study you will end up seeing what successful people do in practice and always one common thing that successful people have in practice are that they keep upgrading their practice hmm. they keep upgrading and updating their practice with the newest technologies learn from your own mistakes of treatments yeah, yeah. you will see a lot of new line of treatments mm. there so that becomes again an indirect marketing for your yeah. for your patients <laughs> they would think okay there's something called robotics okay i can end up here mm. so what advice you would really give for uh, the dentist on financial aspect so coming to the financial aspect of dentist so one thing that i feel is if we are being paid very less that is we are underpaid for what we do and what we learn so that drives down the energy in a budding dentist so when you enter into a clinic and you're paid somewhere between 4000 10000 per month mm-hmm. and on the contradictory side you see your MB- your uh, pals like mbbs and the other graduates they being paid a little more higher you would always feel a lot demotivated mm-hmm. so that is one thing which was there behind in my mind also so initially when i started out my pay scale was 4000 per month i would stand for hours together nearly 9 to 10 hours you already knew yeah. it so i used to stand for very long time i used to feel a lot dejected mm. because of course your family you have a lot of friends and surrounding people though my family did not judge me based on the financial aspect i did have a lot of other people who were criticizing mm. saying oh you're a dentist after all a dentist was one yeah. term which i always have heard and uh, i'm coming from a business background family nobody's been a doctor in my family so when i entered into it there was so much of dreams and things so people always thought it was too much scale higher and everybody started criticizing at that point and they used to criticize me for making a choice of dentistry instead of mbbs or they even thought why did you not end up doing business rather than mbbs i mean rather than dentistry so at that point i did feel a lot dejected i was feeling a lot uh, inferior then uh, i understood of course your initial phase of time after your internship you are ending up in a clinic to learn things so i started seeing things in a different perspective mm-hmm. so when we start learning things i would never deny the fact that i've learned so much from that one year of internship at a dental clinic which taught me so much about uh, not just your educational values i also understood how you would run a successful clinic or how would you get your patients and so many things which i learned from my senior most doctor then so uh, that is one thing which i thought i should start looking at things on a different perspective and for those people who saw me as somebody who will not earn or somebody who will never be successful in life there was a lot lot of criticism on the financial aspect so your financial aspect is i understood that your financial aspect is what will determine your success they don't see your success with your degree they don't see with the outcome that you do in your education at all they value you based on the amount that you earn that is one hard earned lesson that i had and coming from a business family obviously they were doing much better people who did engineering or people who did even architect and everybody we have a family where every everything has been explored except for uh, medicine so they were all doing very good my contemporary parts so i had to plan things that way but today uh, touch wood i would say financially i'm doing quite well and uh, that is because i work very hard yeah. uh, it doesn't come overnight. overnight it comes after sleepless nights after mm. too much of hard work too much of smart work along with your yes. hard work so work very smart and work extremely hard especially girls you are not having any limitations here mm. 
so even if you have a stereotypical situation you just have to break through break it through. and your financial independence is very 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 important so i always end up saying this that financial independence will help you a lot in your future today i can go study things on my own i don't the have long to run that's going to give yeah, you i don't have to uh, look at somebody to back me up for my education or back me up for my basic survival so your survival is also very important when it comes to your financial aspect so do the financial planning save up a lot so i'm not somebody who spends a lot on myself even today if i earn a decent i i earn quite decently so i don't end up spending on lavish things mm-hmm. or anything but i do save up a lot for the future mm-hmm. i do spend for to, to enjoy the moment at that time i just do spend on vacations because i do make memories mm-hmm. but my financial planning is totally different and i would say that has come up uh, after my marriage especially because my husband is a pro at it <laughs> So yeah so in your financial aspect don't ever think you cannot earn in dentistry not just dentistry for that matter even an mbbs graduate when you take them and compare yourself with them you can earn much much more if you be dedi- if you are if you, you are dedicated right to your work. field yeah. if you are very dedicated to your field if you are very passionate and hard working these are the three things this is enough you can do very well i was always dedicated towards aesthetics i was passionate i was i'm still continuing to do it i'm not saying i've reached the pinnacle of success mm. i'm in my baby steps of entering into it i've at least opened up something for Some me to role, enter yeah. here yeah i'm not really at the pinnacle of success but i'm sure i'm not going to go down or i'm sure yes. i'm not going to regret of my choice at all because i will keep exploring on and on and on mm. so i can never be stopped from doing what i'm do- mm. doing currently So that is what I feel about the financial aspect always be financially independent. Wow, it was a really wholesome conversation with you. You have touched on various topics and we have had a walk through of your amazing journey. Hope this clears the air on various names that are latched on to the people trying to establish themselves as aesthetic practitioners. Thank you so much for your valuable time Dr. Shruti. It was great having this conversation with you. Thank you so much Sahana it was wonderful to talk to you and walk through so many things and rewind a lot of uh, flashbacks and memories and all i would say is all the best don't uh, restrict yourself from exploring various things after dentistry you do have a huge ocean of opportunities the pareto rule in everyday life the applicability of this rule to other fields has been widely recognized and the experts have endorsed it with the measurements like the following 80% of the success is down to 20% of the effort made 80% of the music broadcast on the radio comes from 20% of the songs available 80% of our emotions stem from 20% of our experiences 80% of the customers who come into the store only see 20% of the products displayed So this presses us to a question are we all in that 20% category keep thinking keep pondering and come back to another episode on enigmatic upcoming dentists thank you so much this is your host dr sahana selvaganesh signing off